Welcome to the Empty Classroom, brought to you by the Arts Express. Today I'd like to discuss the concept of being all in. In this culture, probably the best example of understanding what it means to be all in would be sports, both as participants and as spectators of the pros, and music, celebrities, and their tours and concerts. We love to dress in team colors as mascots, put on face paint in the whole nine yards, fill stadiums, as well as stand in line for autographs, posters, fan gear, and the latest and greatest album release. You see, we have been created to be all in because we have been created to worship. We are literally worshipers of whatever we think about most or spend most of our time and money on. We are all in for whatever we give our priorities to. Jesus clearly asked his disciples to be all in when seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness. The cost involved 24-7 in every aspect of life. The body of Christ has reached a critical juncture where we must choose to be all in as the first disciples were. We are no longer able to live comfortably with one foot in the kingdom and one foot in the world. Read together as a family the following scriptures in their entirety. I'm only going to read portions right now. Matthew 4, verses 18 to 22. Jesus says, follow me as my disciples, accepting me as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him, becoming his disciples believing and trusting in him and following his example. Luke chapter 14, verses 25 to 27. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, in the sense of indifference to or relative disregard for them in comparison with your attitude toward God, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and follow after me, believing in me and conforming to my example in living and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me, cannot be my disciple. Luke chapter 18, 28 to 30. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, there is no one who has left house or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times as much in this present age and in the age to come, eternal life. This invitation is for each of us. However, be forewarned that being all in for Jesus makes one a target of the kingdom of darkness and operates counterculture. So many Christians want the benefits of eternal salvation, but want to live this life in the world with eternity somewhere out there in the distance someday. Being all in for Jesus should impact how we think every minute of every day, what comes out of our mouths, what we set before our eyes, the company we choose to keep, what we put into and onto our bodies, what we read, how we vote, how we spend our money and our time, and every other dimension of life now. The blessings he pours out on our behalf are for the purpose of advancing his kingdom but unfortunately, oftentimes become distractions and objects of worship. Being all in for Jesus will not win us a popularity contest, and it will oftentimes come in conflict with most of this life. 
It's the very reason he exhorts us to count the cost in Luke 14, 28. Jesus will return for a bride who has made herself ready to rule and reign with him in victory. We get to practice in this life for all eternity. Choose wisely as this life is fleeting. Spending it all in for Jesus will be totally worth it all when the fullness of his glorious kingdom manifests for all the world to see throughout all eternity. When we get to rise and shine with his glory in the midst of the deep darkness now, we get to be Jesus' love, God the Father's love, his loving kindness now. Zeal for the Lord should consume us, John 2.17. Zeal for Jesus, zeal for our heavenly Father, zeal for his kingdom on the earth as it is in heaven, and zeal for more of Holy Spirit living in and loving through us. The King of Kings and his kingdom is this life's goal. He should be the desire of our hearts individually and also his command to go therefore and make disciples of the nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. There is no way to obey that command apart from his supernatural love. There's very little ways for people to encounter and intimately come to know the Father except through Jesus in us. We need to be the Jesus that they encounter on a daily basis. Individuals in obedience to his command were used to dramatically change the course of my life when I was saved at a lay witness mission sponsored by several churches on behalf of the youth in our small community at the age of 14. I have served the Lord with the music he placed within me in the church and in ministry since the age of 11. In my late 20s, I began to sense the Lord drawing me to a wholehearted 24-7 lifestyle of living for him that only continues to increase in this now time. We are living in times of kingdom preparation. There is an urgency to train up this generation to live eternally now, to live the unseen as though seen now. How we invest this life matters for all eternity. This generation is called to possess a testimony of having always known and walked with the Lord from the womb to the resurrected tomb. When we comprehend at an early age that our identity is rooted and grounded in Christ alone and that nothing and no one else can ever define us, we become empowered to live for the glory of his name alone and for the advancement of his kingdom on the earth. What are we going to do to prepare our children and youth to live with a personal zeal for the Lord that consumes them? Churches have asked this question amidst the multitude of cultural distractions and diversions. A Willow Creek Reveal study by Russ Rainey states the following. Before the research, Willow Creek had been assuming that the more a person far from God participates in church activities, the more likely it is those activities will produce a person who loves God and loves others. However, this assumption was found to be invalid by the research. To quote the study, does increased attendance in ministry programs automatically equate to spiritual growth? To be brutally honest, it does not. Additionally, in 2017, Barna Research states, Millennials are the least likely generation to regularly go to church. Less than 3 in 10, 28%, attend weekly. 
only 11% of today's women see church or religious activities as a top priority. However, the research also reveals that people who are disconnected from church, even those who self-identify as Christian, are less likely to engage in other faith activities that include Bible reading, prayer, volunteering, and charitable giving. Whether we want to admit it or not, church attendance roots believers in regular faith rhythms and increases many other related faith practices. Barna states, millennials are seeking life-shaping relationships, vocational discipleship, and are drawn to serve and desire more of Jesus. The world offers an infinite array of exciting and fun activities, distractions, and diversions. The church, in an attempt to attract attendees, oftentimes tries to offer a vast array of activity options. Realistically, church activities are not the answer. Jesus is the only answer the world is searching for. The church is supposed to be the place where the lost can go connect with the love of Christ and encounter more of his living presence. In searching the scriptures and the research, however, the bottom line is that activities are not creating disciples who love the Lord and others with their whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's all about his love living in and flowing through his sons and daughters on behalf of those needing to encounter him. It's time to raise up a generation who's all in for a discipleship journey of being laborers of love in the midst of a broken and lost harvest that is plentiful. Our Heavenly Father is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, yet we do know that there are different seasons in our lives and for the body of Christ in Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 14. In that light, as believers, we can look ahead with the hope of Christ in us to navigate in a new way that looks much different than we have in the past. Look at Isaiah 43, verses 18 to 21. Do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me, jackals and ostriches, because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. The people whom I form for myself will make known my praise. This generation needs to possess an intimate, personal relationship with the living God, with the word that is living and active and full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of soul and spirit, the completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. This generation has been created and called to intimately know their identity in Christ, the word, you have to read the word to know what it says, and how to recognize and fervently obey the leading of Holy Spirit. It is vitally important that they learn how to press into worship and prayer and how to be vessels of his supernatural love to a hurting world. The few hours per week spent in church on Wednesdays or Sundays, if attendance is even regular, must be a focus on awakening these truths, equipping their spiritual lives, their spirits. It's paramount in the times in which we live. Jesus exhorted his disciples to leave the children alone and do not forbid them from coming to me, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, Matthew nineteen fourteen. 
Jesus instructed the children in the exactly the same time, place, and manner as he instructed the, adult, the adults. He didn't send them off to their own church. He didn't send them off and divide them up by families. I'm so thankful and blessed someone responded to Jesus' instruction and took the time to lead me into an intimate relationship with my Heavenly Father, His Son, my Savior, Lord, and King, and with Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth who guides us into all truth, full and complete truth, and does not speak on his own initiative, but he speaks whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son, and he discloses to us what is to come in the future, John 16, 13. We are called to be in the world, but not of it. Jesus is worthy of a multi-generational, multicultural bride who has set herself apart solely for his purposes as his on the earth as it is in heaven wholehearted, 24-7, all in. It is through this lens I passionately seek to be his vessel of preparing this generation for such a time as this. This is the heartbeat and the calling of my heavenly father on my life. All glory to him as his body co-labors as his hands and feet in the loving kindness of him who first loved us. Are you all in for Jesus and his kingdom? Are you teaching your children and youth from the onset to be all in for Jesus and his kingdom, from the womb to the resurrected tomb? In what areas are you holding out? In what ways do you need to change? What do you spend most of your time on, focusing on? Spend time together as a family discussing this topic and seeking Holy Spirit to order your steps. Journal the specifics he reveals to you so you can um, track your journey. Because I used a lot of scripture in today's podcast, I want to encourage you to check out some different translations that um, are very relevant today. I like the, uh, the Passion Translation, the Message Translation, the Amplified Version, as well as the New Living Translation. So bringing diversity to, to the translations of scripture oftentimes helps your devotions. I will conclude this equipping by playing a holistic frequency-infused, Holy Spirit-led spontaneous activation in A444 Hertz to awaken your family to being all in for Jesus and all in for his kingdom now.